0: interestingly said that what marriage equality did was it changed the narrative around lgbtq relationships from sex to love and to love was what Mm. you know people could grasp and if you weren't lgbtq you could get that and again i need to credit jenny boylan for saying that not me Mm. (laughs) and so um and and so just to think that ed did that because she lived a life of love
1: it's gonna be a really neat behind the scenes And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Because something always magical happens. Wait, what? Did you just make that up? Hey, it's Meredith for Real, the curious introvert. Listen each week as I talk with someone new. The topics are as ADD as I am, but they'll inspire you to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, the UWF Historical Trust. Hey, curiositors, it's me, Meredith. This is such an inspiring Uplifting episode. It totally inspired my inner storyteller and my inner curiosity to find more undertold history. If you're like me and you haven't heard anything about the Stonewall Riots, Edie Windsor, or Harvey Milk, it's okay, don't worry. The Saturday email will have hyperlinked resources for your rabbit trail enjoyment. Just text R-E-A-L to to get that email. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's both the pep talk and history lesson you didn't know you needed. Enjoy! My next guest had a comfortable and conventional job, but this storyteller at heart desired something different. Having dabbled in global humanitarian work, she longed to advocate for others while also entertaining. So, she naturally entered a contest with Oprah to win her own show. Of course, that's what one does. And although she didn't win, she decided to pursue filmmaking anyway. Now, she's an Emmy-nominated and award-winning filmmaker. She's currently creating the show Now with Fiona, where she shares inspiring stories from the LGBTQ community about kindness and courage in the face of adversity. And today, she's going to share some less highlighted history nuggets you might have missed in school. Professional storyteller, purveyor of justice, white bisexual Oprah, Fiona Dawson! Oh, Meredith, I think that's the best
0: interpretation of my bio I've ever heard. Thank you very
1: much. You know, anything that I can do to contribute to your goal of being the white bisexual Oprah, I'm here for you. I'm here. I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be using this recording for future introductions. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, I just love your ability to share stories. I think it's such a great skill. I think when you look, you know, we're talking about history. When you look into the history, of different cultures, it was always the storytellers that were responsible for carrying forward important traditions and lessons. And they weren't just about entertainment. And I just love that you pair so nicely, the education advocacy piece with the entertainment piece. So I would love (laughs) to know when when did that all start for you? When did you know that you had to tell stories? Well, thank
0: you. And I mean, really, we are all natural born storytellers. If you look back in history and time, back into the cave people's days, you know, they were telling stories by painting stories on walls. You know, every time we pick up the telephone, or do we pick up phones anymore? I don't know. But every time we answer the telephone, we're always telling a story. Um, and so, for me, I just um have innately been passionate about people. like my um college degree is in psychology. So I've always fascinated about how people work and how people tick. And um, it was really realizing through organizations like Glad, um that you know do studies and research and demonstrate, that the more we know people and understand people, the more we can change hearts and minds and, and advocate. And so, you know, it's proven that storytelling does build equality for human rights. And, you know, that's my ultimate goal and passion is to build a world where everyone has equal rights, respect and responsibility. And just using film and media to achieve that end is something that ju- just makes me feel alive. So you've got to do what makes you feel alive.
1: <laughs> that is so true. And you're so right about storytelling because it takes ideas and concepts and something that, oh, that's nice, and it makes it human.
0: Exactly, exactly. We all have different personality styles, and so we communicate to other people in different ways, and we like to receive communication in different ways. And the best type of presentation is going to be a good balance of facts and figures and data and statistics, but wrapped into a story. It's the story that makes it memorable. And some people, uh, not me, <laughs> will remember numbers much easier. Um, but if you want to engage an audience and make something impactful and memorable, then they're going to remember the story because the story makes you feel, right? It evokes emotion. And I think we've often heard that you may not uh, remember, it was the beginning of it? You don't remember you know, what someone said, but you remember how they made you feel. And so if I can make an audience feel compassion and feel love and feel kindness and feel inspiration and feel hopeful through my stories then you know I'm I'm doing my job.
1: I agree completely and you're so up to date on or so it seems so I guess correct me if I'm wrong but you seem very up to date more than me with um, policies and um, various court cases affecting the LGBTQ community so many of which would give a a reason to be angry and frustrated and and embittered but your not only your demeanor but also the way you present um your films is in such a bright way how do you stay so positive when you also are not blind to the negative things that are happening
0: uh, if you look back in time the only way that we did achieve changes you know by staying positive like one of the people that inspired me in the past is harvey milk who is a a gay icon, one of the first openly gay elected officials in the United States, the first um, to be elected at San Francisco City Council, and he joined the city council in 1977, and he received death threats daily um, for being out, for being gay, at a time when homosexuality just was not understood and seen as a threat to institutions, and in the face of all of that, Um, animosity he was determined to inspire people with hope like he has many famous quotes and one of them is should a bullet enter my brain let that bullet destroy every closet door and in fact in 1978 a year after being elected into office a bullet did indeed enter his brain and he died he was assassinated but his message of hope can live on through us all and I see that today in the in the people that I meet like I stay hopeful because I'm in contact with other people who are doing incredible things and you know we all have our off days and you know myself included Um, but we have a choice where we can live with hope and positivity or we can live with negativity and depression. And either one of those choices, the external situation doesn't change necessarily. I find if I live with hope and positivity, then things move forward better. Like you feel better. And when you feel better, you kind of manifest more positivity in your life. So I just kind of like trying to loop back and remind myself with that. I
1: love I hope that, that answers you, the
0: question. No, it, <laughs> it does
1: completely that. And and um, yeah it does completely. I love that the the heart of the answer was that the people that you talk with inspire you and they yeah. keep you going and that Harvey Milk quote it sh- chills. I had goosebumps, yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. there's so many undertold stories in the LGBTQ yeah. community and I am certainly becoming aware of them because Literally from the first day that I um, saw you at the Pensacola Little Theater, I've had to do a lot of Googling. I'm like, I don't know what the Stonewall Riots are. I don't know who Edie mm. Windsor is. Like, I don't mm. know who any of these people. So what's, you know, as opposed when it comes to untold or undertold history in this community, what's what are some things that you feel that my listeners should know about or be curious yeah. about? We like to use that word here. <laughs>
0: Well well first of all Meredith, I have to say, when you asked me if I'd be interviewed on the history of LGBTQ relationships <laughs> in society, I kind of freaked out <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm like, what the what? The? <laughs> Because, okay, I'm openly bisexual, I'm part of the LGBTQ community, Um, I'm a passionate storyteller, but there's absolutely no way I'm going to claim that I know everything about the history of LGBTQ relationships, so I had to do some Googling myself.
1: I love it. That's so great. I
0: just want to start by by I do not want any listener out there to think that this woman Fiona thinks she knows everything about LGBTQ relationships <laughs> because I do I do not. Okay, um, but I can speak from what inspired me from my Google research, but also from my lived experience yes. and the people that I've met. And um, I'm going to make sure that you have a few links so your listeners can pop onto some, some websites from Gay Star News and The Advocate. And I'm gonna throw some interesting things. In fact, because I'm bisexual, I have to start by telling you that apparently, right, this is one of the weirdest, coolest facts that's on Gay Star News. They said that the earliest, horn is 3000 years old what and it's bisexual really yes <laughs> so, yeah, so, so there's there's images of um people of different genders um doing different sexual acts to each other in different combinations and so it's deemed to be the earliest points right 3000 years old so first of all let's say um i'm i'm not a historian so i'm afraid i cannot tell you relationships for the last 3 <laughs> to 5000 years uh, <laughs> But you also you also said, like, pick something that you're really passionate about that, you yeah. know, really moves you. And for me, it's surprising that no one. Well, not excuse me. It's surprising that people would not know who Edie Windsor is. So so here's her autobiography. OK, up there. Right. And um, the reason why I ended up settling on Edie Windsor, because within the LGBTQ community, like she she's very commonplace and so you wanted something surprising and within the lgbtq community edie's not surprising because essentially she had the courage to um take to uh, take the the united states government to court and she won at the supreme court and paved the way for marriage equality which is such a big part of our movement um but i am nearly finished like reading her autobiography here and uh one of the reasons why I picked her was I actually met Ed. Oh. Um, yeah. Ed died in 2017.
1: Oh, no, I didn't um, know that. I just started yeah, watching she, the prolonged engagement documentary last night. I oh, got through half of it last night and I was like, I sorry. hope this lady is still alive and you just crushed it. Thank oh, spoiler. you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's okay. No,
0: she did die. No, Ed died at the age of 88. And it was, she was 83 years old when she won at the Supreme Court. So this woman in her 80s changed American history. So one of the takeaways that I have from this is it, it's never too late, you know. It's like you don't have to start a passion project or start changing the world at a certain age. Like, it, you know, whenever in your time, whenever in your history, um, you, you just do it. And um, in reading Edie's autobiography, like she admittedly had a very privileged life, like her and her wife, Thea, um, had had money. You know, they, they were affluent. They were able to access the things that they need. They lived an, a beautiful, exuberant life, you know, and had cocktail parties and wore beautiful clothes and had nice ju- jewellery and then just joined the, enjoyed the finer things in life. So in 1969... Uh, When the Stonewall riots kicked off at the Stonewall Inn in New York, um, Edie and Thea were having a luxury vacation touring Europe, you know, and they had no idea that this was going on. And so they they came from very different worlds. And it's easy for any of us to judge people for the way they choose to live their life. And, you know, I know many different people. I know people boots on the ground. Um, all the way up to people like Edie Windsor, who lived a life of privilege and, you know, lived on Fifth Avenue. Um, but it it shows that everything in life is a spectrum. You know, there's not a right way or wrong way of doing anything. I think the only, right, the best right way to do anything is just to live authentically and have an authentic life. Um, and so, of course, in 1969, you know, you didn't have access to media the way we do now. So they, they didn't know about the rights until they got back. Um, and a part of um, her and her wife, Thea, it feels like, Um, because they didn't feel like they belonged to that community. They didn't get engaged until later. And in fact, it's interesting to read how, you know, the AIDS crisis um, here in America had a significant impact um, within and external to the LGBTQ community. And it kind of broke down walls and barriers between different communities. Um, There'd been a lot of um, discrimination based on gender, you know, gays on this beach and lesbians on this beach. And, and uh, the lack of visibility for bisexuality is a whole other story that I'll get to in a bit. But there's this very like binary divide between gays and lesbians and, and HIV AIDS kind of broke that down. And um, what I, you know, found fascinating is like, again, I haven't yet finished, but I do know the end already. But mm-hmm. it's, it's better to read it in her own words um, that, you know, when Edie's wife, Thea, died, Edie was... Um, Left, uh, she didn't have the same benefits that a marriage, if her marriage had been recognised, would have benefited her. So she would have had estate taxes, and um, so that's where she she fought that she should not be um, um, subject to these estate taxes uh, because their marriage should be recognised. And the Supreme Court, you know, sided with her. And within the LGBTQ community rights movement, there's some there are arguments where oh, there's too much focus on marriage equality. You know, there are so many other issues like employment discrimination access to health care um you know violence and murder against us like today we still don't have federal protections you can be fired in around 29 states for being lgbtq with our new administration that's probably going to change so we may eventually pass an equality act um but really um i was listening to another podcast um being aware jennifer finney boylan um transgender woman she's a professor at Barnard college in new york she's very, very educated and is knows a lot more about LGBTQ policy than I do, but she interestingly said that what marriage equality did was it changed the narrative around LGBTQ relationships from sex to love, oh. and to love was what mm. you know people could grasp. And if you weren't LGBTQ, you could get that. And again, I need to credit Jenny Boylan for saying that, not me. Mm. <laughs> and so. Um, and and so just the thing that E.D. did that because she lived a life of love. She did, and she op- oh yeah, I mean she openly talks about how her and Thea had a lot of hot sex as well. Yes, and, she and, does. You know, and the whole conversation <laughs> about sex could be happening. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm sex positive as well. You yeah. know, that's a whole other podcast interview. Um, but in addition to really hot steamy sex, they had they had love. Mm-hmm. You know, they and and um, you know. I think most people most human beings can relate to the desire to love and and um and be loved and and that's what marriage did and now of course you know our work continues where we do need um equality acts we need full equal protections um under the law and we need cultural inclusion and the cultural inclusion piece i think one of the biggest drivers is is film and television so.
1: and the the seeing these stories play out in their specificity and their nuances and the, you know, uh, watching the, the, it's on YouTube, the a Very Long Engagement, or I forget what it's called, but with the two yeah. of them, you could really see their relationship and seeing those parts of a specific couple or a specific individual. And then remembering 1950. Yeah. 1950. That is yeah. what I think, I don't know if I might be the only person that's impressed by that. I hope not. I just feel like there's a um, an unfortunate thought that, oh, you know, it's so trendy to be gay. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not, no, no. And it's also yeah. not a new thing. Because I, I understand there's some yeah. folks that are like, well, that's, you know, like a new phenomenon. But um, as you said, 3,000 year old. Um, Yeah. Was that Grease, by the way? Hey, everyone. Just a quick interruption to show gratitude to our sponsors and give you some special deals. So I don't have kids, but I also want to tell you about It's Your Magazine. They're a national family-centered publishing company with free parent magazines. They have parenting advice, events, and inspiration. I'm actually in a networking group with a publisher, and this guy is all about family. You can view a free magazine in cities in Texas, Oregon, Washington, and Florida by checking them out at itsyourmagazine.com. The UWF Historical Trust. We shoot the show at the Museum of Commerce and the Pensacola Museum of History. And it's not just an amazing step back into the 1800s and 1900s, but it's an event space too and because they love creative collaborations and have spaces for all party sizes, they're pretty much the perfect venue to make your event stand out. So if you need a unique space in downtown Pensacola, take a look at historicpensacola.org. And if you wanna tour one of the 12 museums, get your tickets in person so you can show the agent one of my emails and get $2 off an adult ticket. Get emails by texting real to 66866. It seems like no one can agree on anything nowadays, but I have found the unifier to unite us all. Mosquitoes suck. Mine were so bad, they were in my car. Have you ever tried to swat a mosquito while driving? Not advised. Insect has been great because they guarantee their work and pollinator care is always top of mind. If you live in the Florida panhandle or the Gulf Coast of Alabama, give them a call. ENSEC.net. Now back to the show.
0: Um, ew, oh, gosh. I, sorry, to put yes, you on the spot let me, yeah, you put me on the spot, um, but I'll I'll uh, I'll send the, I'll send the link. Um, but in addition to that, twenty four sorry two thousand four hundred BC in the year two thousand four hundred years BC before Christ is um, known to be the first oldest recorded gay people because um, their bodies their remains were found in a mm. typical. Um, position where married couples were put um, and it's inscribed joined in life and joined in death. And so it's two two men basically who've been buried together as a couple. Um, And so, yes, people have been not straight. And not cisgender and by the way if anyone needs to understand and have a basic definition of cisgender then i will include that in a link as well yes. but just know that if you're not transgender it means you are cisgender mm-hmm. most of the population is cisgender um, and so you know over through the course of humanity um, structures of what sexuality is and what gender is never used to be in the binary way that we look at them in in my mind it appears like back when humanity first started we didn't have the social structure the definition of what gender was or what sexuality was you know p- human beings were able to express their wants and desires um just how they were without being told oh no you know you've been assigned you've been told you're male so therefore you could only do this with a female and you know and vice versa it wasn't binary and I think that over the course of time, and one of the interesting words here is colonization. We think of colonization, you know, countries like Britain going over and taking over land masses and putting in their structures, and not only um, were we racist in that endeavor and enslaved people in that endeavor, but we trap people into binary ways of thinking and logic. Um, And so this decolonization, I feel like, is happening not just now with breaking down racism and and, and those kinds of structures in society, but decolonizing our understanding of relationships and of gender and of sexuality. And it's almost like humanity already was more woke. (laughs) <laughs> thousands of years ago <laughs> I mean and again I could be talking out my ass right here because no. you know I'm not a historian but this is my interpretation of what I'm seeing and hearing and reading in that you know it it things were more fluid you know like yes. was it Julius Caesar even like oh, there, are, there yeah. are like Hadrian's I I grew up being told about Hadrian's wall, which was this wall that divided between Scotland and England. And I was just reading it. apparently even Hadrian, you know, is is documented as having relationships with men as well. So, you know, it, it's not a new phenomenon. It's yeah. not suddenly cool. And, and and we still face a lot of stigma and discrimination, you know, that we're overcoming.
1: So. Well, I think it's so funny. I'm really laughing at myself right now because Um, I often see patterns show up when I record podcasts so this is a small rabbit trail that I promise I will return from no problem but uh, I just recorded a podcast with a woman who is a sex educator in India like you know a few hours ago and girl we just talked about this it's so crazy. And I'm like, Fiona didn't even know that we were talking about decolonization. And get this, this is why history to me is so impactful, at least personally, because she said that when India was colonized, not just by Great Britain, but you know, lots of people wanted India. Yeah. That they would they took their ancient scripts and they hid them. So yeah. they literally caused them to forget their own history and erase their history. And what I feel like is such a powerful lesson from that in connection to learning history and digging up these undertold stories is that it provides such a valuable perspective that more or less cannot be disputed. We can always argue about you know, how history is told and from the perspective it's told from, but that happened. You know, the Stonewall riots happened. Um, You know, all the things that you're mentioning, they were real. And so it it causes you to take a broader look at um, what your what you're accepting as true or not true. So I can't believe we're like almost out of time. This is blowing my mind. I, <laughs> I love chatting with you. I think people can, I'm sure my listeners can already understand why you're such an engaging storyteller. Is there a way with your, either your past projects or the ones that you are coming up that people can stay in touch with you to get more of Fiona? Oh, please, you can have as much Fiona as you want. You know, I give it away and currently I'm giving it away for free. But It's like, it's like Mardi Gras Fiona, you know, like for everyone. By the way, I have to show my sweater. You see, I'm born to love. I love it. I Um, I bought this just for hours. It says love on it as well. I was like, I have to match your, your t-shirt. Game is strong. So, yeah. Yeah. So where can people.
0: The world goes around. (laughs) Okay. I would love for people to go to uh, my website nowwithfiona.com and sign up there for my newsletter follow me on social and do all of those things i am currently in development on my unscripted tv series called now with fiona <laughs> i'm fiona uh, where i i'm hosting and i'm sharing stories that are unexpected from the lgbtq community centered around kindness and courage you know in the face of adversity so when you you might typically imagine that. Something negative is happening. I don't deny the negativity, but I'm going to inspire you through the positive thing that somebody's doing to make it better. So, uh, we are working to get that to people's screens as soon as possible. So, we have a, a proof of concept episode that we're shopping around, and so I'll be glad to to share things, the trailers on there, and that kind of stuff. Plus, I have um, explainers I'm in the development of doing, so there's a cisgender, transgender explainer. If you know nothing, or if you know someone who knows nothing, go watch and share that. And I'm building a library of that to explain all of the terms and definitions within the LGBTQ community, so um, yeah, I would I would love anyone to like stay in touch and, and watch what happens next. Um, and I'd be remiss to say like Stonewall wasn't the first riot either. So Um, look up you know what the first riot was I believe the one before that was Compton in Los Angeles but there's so much of the LGBTQ history that you couldn't cover it in 30 minutes I don't think you'd cover it in 30 days Um, but just realizing that we exist and we've always existed we haven't seen just think of us as a an iceberg yeah you've only seen 10% of the LGBTQ community there's so much that is happening all the time we are a fabric of societies and And our voices are invited regardless
1: of how you identify. That's I couldn't have said it better. That's like the perfect crescendo, exactly. Good. Thank you so, so much. I'm so grateful to you. I'm so glad we met and I hope our paths cross in real life again very soon. Again.
0: Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, Meredith.
1: (laughs) Awesome. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, you'll also like the episode about gay money. It's episode 52. Stay tuned next week when I take a brief pause in my love and relationship series for an episode about divergent and convergent thinking. It's a great episode if you're trying to problem solve or just otherwise get unstuck. And one last thing, if you have an iPhone, can you do me a quick favor? While you're in the podcast app, scroll down to the review section and just write a quick review letting me know what you like about the show. Thanks so much.